Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Hey, welcome to another CI for Life production. I'm Rick Hyland. How are you today? Hope you're having a great day. This is another podcast for entrepreneurs and sales professionals who are looking to scale the revenue. Today, we're going to talk about the top six reasons entrepreneurs or sales professionals fail to scale their business or get the sales they want or grow their sales um, in a consistent, timely manner. And um, I think you'll see in those six reasons uh, some ideas on how to implement and improve based on those six reasons. And I'm going to break the sales process down into lead generation, the discovery or first meeting call and um, closing and the top six. There's obviously more, uh, but I thought I'd focus on two uh, reasons in each one of those uh, parts of the sales process that uh, entrepreneurs or sales professionals, sales managers are failing to scale. So hopefully it's valuable to you, but first a word from our sponsor. Today, the podcast is sponsored by Randy McKim and TechCell Outsourcing Solutions. Randy has a fantastic call centers in Philippines and Mexico. He's got them well-trained. He's very cost-effective. He does a lot on inbound and outbound, uh, specifically in the area of customer service, um, virtual assistant service, or appointment setting. That's where um, Randy's done a lot of good in his company. Uh, They've worked in sub-niches in finance, restaurants, and e-commerce, and others. Uh, They're really good at doing a test with you. Um, If you're uncertain if it'll work, if your data or leads or whatever it might be that you're having them work on, customer service. So he's happy to run tests, trials, if you will, to make sure that it's profitable and the right thing for you to do. So if you have any needs in customer service, VA service or appointment setting, give Randy a call or an email, I should say, at randy at techcell.com, randy at t-e-c-h-c-e-l.com. And uh, he'd take care of your customer service inbound or up on marketing needs and services. So on today's topic, as promised, six reasons why entrepreneurs, sales professionals, sales managers. Um, and remember, my specialty is B2B or B2P, uh, business to professionals. So uh, if that fits you, you think you'll find these insights. And even if you're running e-commerce, I think you'll find these insights very valuable. First of all, The mistake we make in lead gen, first of all, is not having it a consistent process. A lot of the SaaS companies have made, you know, they have appointment setters or setters right in the business. And, and, uh, but a lot don't, a lot are just waiting on, and this is the first reason entrepreneurs or professionals fail to scale. They rely too much on social media. And I know, um, I mean, the story, you know, the story of the person with a million followers um, no conversion. She went to go sell a product on it and zero conversions. So social media followers and sales conversions, and I'm not saying it's not important, it's just relying too much on it to drive sales is the first mistake in lead gen. Um, the second one, and people think, oh, why is it so important? Uh, even the great companies today started with a sub-niche, Right. Uh, even Lululemon, I buy a lot of my uh, workout gear and um, casual clothing at Lululemon. I love it. Good Canadian company. But they started out in yoga and then they expanded. They served that sub niche in yoga very, very, very well. They knew the issues, the pain points 
what m women for the most part were looking in yoga uh, outfits and et cetera. And then of course they've expanded, you know, outside of that, but it's so important to particularly in startups to sub niche it down and to know the issues and pain points and challenges so that in your sales presentations or in your marketing, you can speak to those pain points of your sub niches. I had a time once a president or a senior vice president of operations in Houston of a large energy company. Of course, you know, to begin a meeting, I love doing discovery first, but he didn't want it. He didn't want anything to do it. He said, we had an hour scheduled. He said, you got 20 minutes. He said, I wouldn't have let you in if it wasn't for the referral from Gary. So that's learning point number one on how to warm up your leads. Referrals is a massive opportunity that's underutilized. Um, but I'm not speaking to that today. That just happens to be one of them. But um, so Larry wouldn't let us discover. And I'm going to say that's one of the flaws during the discovery process is not asking good enough questions to understand the needs so you can speak to them uh, with your solutions or your product. And Larry didn't let us. He just said, dance, you've got 20 minutes. So fortunately, we knew that sub niche. We knew downstream and we talked about some of the things and problems we've had with similar type clients and we crushed it. He nailed it and he loved it. And he went on to tell us why this was exactly what they're having problems with. And, and usually a sales cycle in that type of industry is six to 12 months. Literally, we were working in that New York facility in a month. Uh, because we knew the sub niche, we knew the challenges and issues. And so I invite you to think about that. And even if you don't know your sub niche, um, on your list of clients, try to determine, ask smart questions like, is there a commonality in industry? Or is there a commonality in geography? Or is there a commonality in gender? Is there a, what, what is the sub niche that you're starting to serve and know the issues for? Because a lot of you I know in startups don't know what the sub niches are, uh, or don't haven't you know done the customer research or competitive research. So maybe as you're slowly building, identify, pinpoint, you know what are the uh, sub niches that I'm serving and well, and what are the issues there. And once you really be able to speak to it, your sales presentations will be better received, and your advertising will be better received. Generic advertising doesn't work anymore. You have to have it sub niched out. What industry are you going to serve well? What are their challenges and pain points? And so those are a couple of the areas a lot of entrepreneurs, sales professionals are struggling in is finding the proper sub-niche so that they can do uh, their sales presentations well and their marketing and sales. And um, also not re relying too much on social media. I know that's the craze. I know a lot of Instagrammers early on did really well on conversion, but I'm here to tell you that it's very difficult, even if you're boosting, even if you've got a sub niche to really get uh, relied just on that. So make sure you've got a multi-prong lead generation strategy uh, with the right targeted conferences, the right targeted Facebook or LinkedIn ads, the right, um, your top 20 known clients that you should follow up and see if you can add value to. But anyhow, I get getting too deep in that. I've got a whole um, lecture and webinar on that. But let's go now to discovery or you have your, you're having your first meeting. What are the common mistakes or errors that entrepreneurs, sales professionals making? First of all, they're talking too much. And they're not asking enough good open-ended questions. That's, you know, error number one. Um, they're not learning enough. They're so in love with their product, which is great. 
and they're so in love with their pitch or their deck, which is okay. But first step is to discover, to learn, to connect, to understand their issues, what they're doing well, what they're not doing well. So that's the first area of mistake or call it concern. Um, and the second is they're not leaving enough time for closing. They love their deck. They want to rush through their deck. They want to finish their last part because surely that will convince them. And they're not leaving open time for, again, open-ended questions to learn how the materials land. How does this material land for you? Does this solve any of your pain points? Or great questions rather than going right for the close or right for the deal. So warm them up with questions. You can get them talking again so you can listen and learn. Particularly if there's multiple people on the call with you, fantastic to get them. What if they trusted you enough to talk in front of you if you ask the right type of questions in front of them? So those are a couple of the concerns. Of course, you know, my perfect, if I had an hour as a first meeting with a client as a sales professional, I would block it at 10 minutes in, uh, in five minutes of warm-up chatter, uh, connection, weather, sport, commonalities, issues of the day, whatever, and then 15 minutes of discovery, asking them smart questions, open-ended questions that get them talking about their pain points, their challenges, um, and I always start with positive questions. What are you doing well? What do you feel great about the company right now so far this year? Boom. And then move them on. And I love sending the agenda ahead of time so that they, they know and they can prepare and give me thoughtful answers. If, you, if you've prepared them well with an agenda and you're working this, you can get farther in this hour than you possibly can uh, or than you would normally. And then, of course, we like going through your pitch, your discussion, tying it back to their pain points, what you've learned already. And then the last 10 or 15 minutes for open-ended questions again. And uh, once you've warmed them up, how does this material sound? Does it connect with any of your pain points? Any concerns about what you've heard today? And then you can start asking them some more. What do you think are good next steps now based on what you've told me or what you've heard today? And I love hearing it out of their mouth. And if you've seated and you've talked about benefits and you've even seated some next step ideas, usually, you know, we have a a uh, second meeting with all the clients. Usually we have a professional demo, whatever your preferred next step is, you've seated that already. And so then you turn it over to them and ask, what's uh, after you've warmed them up in, in closure here, um, what do you think a great next step is uh, to keep seeing if there's a, a value we can add to your organization? Well, I think we should have another meeting with X or, well, you know, I just need to see more details of the demo or, you know, I'm ready to go to decision or send me a contract. Um, you know, whatever. So coach them towards a really definitive next step. I hate, hate, hate spending all that time without getting a next step. And sometimes, you know, the weakest next step, and I, I, I list all the potential next steps in my book, uh, The Truth About Being a Rainmaker, Seven Steps for Sales Excellence. But uh, I'll just give you one now. I mean, kind of the worst next step is, can I call you in two weeks and see where you're at at the decision? Obviously, you're striving for a better one, you know, ideal one would be a closure or send me a contract. Uh, and there's lots of options in between. And I've mentioned a few of them. So those are the couple of mistakes that uh, people make during the meeting. They talk too much. They don't leave enough time, uh, open time for discovery to learn pain points so that you can tie them back in your solutions, your product, and then not leaving enough time for closing. Hopefully that's helpful. If that rings true to you as a sales professional, sales manager, that's something to work on. And then in closing, couple of the mistakes people are making are um, not anticipating that people will have objections. Sometimes I think in our head, we think, oh, if I just nail the pitch, and if I just connect them to their pain points with my pitch, 
it'll be hallelujah. I'm so glad you talked to me and let's go. But there's always an objective. There's always a concern and anticipate having an objection. So you don't freak out. You don't, oh my goodness, they said they want to get three bids. Or they said they uh, don't understand our pricing and why is it so expensive? You should have a very clear answer to all potential. Have you brainstormed the top three objections you and your team get? And then brainstorm and maybe wrote a sales script for those uh, so you can get the best practices in as a sales team? Wouldn't that be great? I love using sales scripts, both in, in the meeting in general um, and, and then in closing and handle handling objections. Um, and of course, you know, there's the price objection as being one of them. And that's kind of the sixth mistake on how to handle price. It doesn't mean they're not interested. A lot of people, most people will talk about price. Boy, you're expensive, but are you good? And that's what, um, how you handle that one. And I never, I'm not, don't come to me as a consultant if you're the lowest price. There's, there's much better people. I love and think sales professionals and entrepreneurs should get their fair margin. And um, I've personally in 35 years never coached anybody that's the lowest price. So if that's you, I'm probably not your source for coaching. But if you're midpoint and adding lots of value and people have a price objection, first solution that I'll mention briefly on this podcast is you should have mentioned it earlier. Seed the conversation. Anticipate a price uh, objection. So you're always stressing from almost the time you get to open your mouth and talk about your product, you're talking value, benefit, ROI. If you can measure it in soft dollars, hard dollars, I would spend time and energy with your team figuring out the soft dollar benefit and time savings and efficiencies and productivities and or the hard dollar benefit. And I would use that in my pitch uh, before the objection even comes up. Um, so anyhow, hopefully those are a few ideas. There's obviously a lot more we could talk about around the price, around discovery and meetings and, and lead gen, but hopefully those are something for you to think about today. Those are six common mistakes entrepreneurs, sales professionals, sales managers make in the sales process. Hope I've given you some nuggets to think about. Uh, remember my friend Randy McKim and TechSell, if you've got some customer service needs, you can reach out and touch him. Or if you need any more help on um, in sales and scaling your business, you can contact me as well. I am Rick Hyland with Continuous Improvement for Life. Have a great day.